Hey, how are you? Are you watching it on your own Facebook? Is that how you do this? Uh, I'm going we to. We don't. We're not. We don't do that. We would. No, what kind would, of what kind yeah. of narcissist watches? Yeah. Himself? I like oh, to have yeah. like two screens of this meeting at the same time. I usually have it open just so I could see if like our hundreds of thousands of viewers are commenting. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You need I, to. I just minimize everyone except myself, so I can <laughs> stare at my own. And it's like I'm podcasting with yeah. me. Uh, and it's just a, a little slice of heaven. Uh, yeah. Do you have it on where it highlights who's talking and then you just lock it when it's just you? lock it on me. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Internet, welcome to the podcast where we look at the ma- things that made people bad online this week and explain why they're done for caring. Uh, I'm your co-host, Derek Boland. Dale. Sorry. You're you're a co-host as well. Oh, and yeah, I am. Is... My, my name is Dale. Oh, we got <laughs> 3D this week. 3D. Does anybody 3... know any any of the Dudley Brothers wrestling moves we could quickly whip out? <laughs> no. Okay. One place you lost me. <laughs> It'll probably be bad anyway. Uh, uh, we are joined this week by Don Falconer, uh, what, local local Twitter legend, Man About Town, uh, Bon Man Vivant, town. as they might say. Bon uh, Vivant. And uh, nice. yeah, what's uh, your... Uh, Hi, you, sorry. Uh, in the back. What's that mean? I'm no, I don't speak French. Get out of here. In the back? <laughs> well, I don't know what Bon Vivant is. Wait, where did Don just Is go? that what you oh, said? Yeah. Bon Vivant? I, turned, I just turned... You just turned like full yellow. Full yellow. <laughs> he got scared when he realized yeah, he got yeah. real. Look at <laughs> this turned yellow. So what does Bon Vivant mean? I'm just asking in case some of our viewers don't know, because I obviously know everything because I'm super smart. It means like good liver. Some, good, okay. that's good at life sounds like I'm just I'm guessing. Yeah. Vive is life. Bon nice. is good. So I'm trying to figure out why I'm a yellow square. I will. Yeah, okay, you know fine. what? Until then, we'll we'll keep talking. Yeah, you guys just keep, yeah. we are we'll, professionals. We'll wait till Derek says another big word, and then I'll just derail the whole thing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don, thanks so much for taking the time to join us this week to discuss uh, things, things that personally yeah. made you angry. Uh, Don has also become uh, something of a uh, media spokesperson in his own right, still yellow, uh, <laughs> for, uh, for business, what, just like small businesses and, uh, and how they are kind of dealing with the, uh, the COVID pandemic, specifically in Vancouver. Uh, Don, you are general manager of the Belmont Bar, is that correct? Uh, general manager of food and beverage at Hotel Belmont. Uh, Hotel Belmont, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Food and beverage. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you get two paychecks? Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> I, had a, I, I haven't had a full paycheck since uh, last March. So. <laughs> oh, damn. So that's probably because of COVID, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, that's just like due to the downturn in sales and stuff like that. I mean, there's pretty much everybody in, uh, in hospitality is making less money than Hurt, they were hurting a little before. bit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that in mind, Dale, I know Ooh. you wanted to discuss the fucking Bay or whatever. Oh, dude, we'll get there. How can we not talk about the Bay? Oh, I, I had a question um, for Don. Mm-hmm. That's the way. <laughs> we're super fluid over here. Best Great. podcast ever. I just wanted to know, is CERB still a thing? Like, is the government still Ooh. giving people Oh, checks? you're back. Don, yeah. welcome. Yeah, I figured it out. Hey, guys. Welcome. Nice. Nice. Um, or did they, like, did the government kind of just, like... <laughs> 
Uh, I think so. They transitioned CERB away from that program and moved it all into the EI program. Okay. Um, so there's there is still a way for people to be able to make some money who aren't working or who are working significantly less than they used to. Um, but it's less than they were getting before. And any it used to be like when. When CERB was still on, you could work and you could earn up to $1,000 a month and still claim CERB benefits. Mm -hmm. um, but with EI, every dollar that you earn is a dollar less, I think, if I'm, if I'm, don't uh, quote me on that. No, yeah, you're right. Every dollar less counts yeah, against every dollar, what you would have gotten. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, it's definitely become tougher for people. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, not that, you know, my employees all live in Vancouver, so. $2,000 a month wasn't a huge amount of money for them. <laughs> yeah, that's not really paid all the Anyhow, bills. Yeah, no, I get it. There isn't. Yeah, it's a good, it's probably the best time to be working for tips and stuff too, because I mean, it's kind of a gray area because it doesn't show up on paper. As, so as, not far as, I, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, all of my employees claim all of their tips all of the time. Yeah, 100%. Mm, that is when I worked in food service. I, of course. Just what that. you do. That's, yeah. uh, that's and Wait, of course you, you got... Leave, tips when you were a cook it's more like i mean not good ones but they existed yeah yeah were they holding uh, out on me <laughs> i burned too many steaks probably it's probably exactly what happened all right so john <laughs> i'm gonna ask uh Ooh. where where what in like the midst of uh of wave two of this uh this fucking virus isn't going anywhere right now uh, um we should actually call that lockdown part two this time I, it's personal see, I, I, but I'm, I'm really against this this lockdown word because we haven't we've never seen a true lockdown in BC, right? We've been no. we've been ridiculously lucky here. We had uh, mm -hmm. you know in uh, in store dining was was gone for two months between March and May, and that's that's we weren't able to go to restaurants for two months, and that's people can call that lockdown, and we call it quarantine, and everybody when they refer to those two months between. March and May, like, oh, yeah, back when we were all under quarantine, but we weren't. I was going out for walks every day. I could still go buy groceries whenever I wanted. I didn't have, I didn't have to, like, have a, a weekly pass to go buy groceries like they're doing in some countries in Europe and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So, like, we've been, like, when we talk about lockdowns and quarantines and stuff like that, like, we, we overuse the word and really, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, language, is, language has become very important through all of this as well. Even So... Um, should we just call it COVID restrictions? Because I've been working the whole time because I'm essential because I work in construction. Right. So like, yeah, like uh, I haven't been locked down at all. I just like saying lockdown because it's very dynamic and it sounds super serious. And when you say restrictions, like I, don't, I always call it lockdown because people are like, oh, that's crazy. But when you say restrictions, people are like, wait, wait, what restrictions? Like, because right. there's kind of been varying degrees of restrictions the whole time and i guess uh, we could just say they ramped the restrictions back up yeah i mean they've, they've yeah. added added new restrictions which they do basically what we're what we've seen over the past few months is every four weeks new mm -hmm. restrictions come along that uh that kick our industry especially in the nuts and uh yeah and we've managed to sort of uh you know accept the restrictions as they've come in um, figure out how to still operate our business through that. And not, not just us, but through the entire hospitality sector right now. Um, people are, they, 
purchased a bunch of plexiglass. They reduced their capacity by 50%. They trained all their staff on staying six feet away, wearing masks, doing everything that they've asked us to do. Mm-hmm. And I would say like 90% of the businesses out there were, were doing a really good job with it. Um, the problem is, is that they say, if you do this, then you can stay open. Yeah. Uh, and we do those things. And then they say like, oh, okay, well, we're, we're not going to shut you down, but nobody can have a beer after 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that slaughtered our business. Our, our hotel is at the corner of Granville Street and Nelson Street in downtown mm-hmm. Vancouver. So at 10 p.m. was when our night started. Well, um, it's good because COVID only comes out at night. So you got to <laughs> yeah, get everybody back indoors by 10. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, so we, we got to 10 p.m. and we, you know, we managed to build our business back up to a point where we were, I won't say profitable, but we were losing a lot less money and we were doing, we were mm-hmm. doing better. We were kind of happy. And then, uh, and then the next one that came was you're only allowed to see people who are in your household, but aren't actually in your household because your household can just be the people that you spend the most time with. They don't actually have to live in your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, is and that the one currently? This is, that's the current one. Yeah. Okay. So it was at, at first it was just for um, the Fraser health region and the Vancouver coastal health. And then they just extended it to all of BC now. Um, and I think, and we have, we've definitely seen now people are taking it more seriously and with the mask mandate uh, now as well, just moving around downtown, you're, you're starting to see people go, Oh, this actually is a thing. I guess, yeah. I guess we should pay attention. So when someone comes into your restaurant, because I've been around, Laura, I've been around, but I've, I've been I, around. I'm still going to grocery stores and stuff, and I'll see people with no mask still. Like I saw someone today. Do sure. you ask them to leave? Or are you just like kind of wait until they're like annoying with, about it? Uh, with the because the mask mandate only started yes Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. um, we we have disposable masks available. If anybody comes in that doesn't have one, then we say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you've obviously forgotten your mask today. We have one for you. We have like a a little pair of tongs that we take the mask out of the box with." And hand oh my it, God, you're so nice to these people. To and <laughs> well, because I understand, because I'm sure that it's happened to you as well, where you've gone to the grocery store, and then I don't know if you like if you mask up as soon as you walk out of the house or if you no i uh, i mask up when i'm like if i'm going inside so, like i live right next door to the mall so it's like i'll be walking up to the mall and then if i start passing people like on the sidewalk i'll put it on yeah. but like if i'm in the middle of the um, parking lot by myself i don't and then whenever i go inside i mask up right well they yeah. say out, outdoor transmission still relatively you don't is the mask mandate outdoors? Or no, it's just spring? indoors. No, it's it's just indoor, indoor public yeah, right? spaces. Yeah. But that being said, yeah, like, so I've definitely been walking down the street without a mask on. Yeah. And and I'm, I think probably 70% of people now walking around downtown Vancouver have a mask on, have some sort of a face covering on. Mm. And so now it's like you, you actually start to feel like an asshole if you're not wearing one, even when you are outside. I mean, yeah. you should have been in the first, like, yeah. It's the ultimate Canadian rule because it's like like you just get shamed into doing it because you're like, oh, gosh, everybody else is doing it. Like I like to say the side eye effect, like before this mandate happened, I started wearing a mask and my girlfriend was like, you don't have to wear a mask. I was like, yeah, I just don't want to deal with side eye. Like when you're like people are just like, "Mm." yeah, but we've had I mean, we've had to deal with people even from the very beginning when we were first allowed to reopen in uh, 
in, in May. Mm -hmm. And, but one of the rules right from the beginning was that you have to take people's names and phone numbers when they're coming into your business. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but restaurants have been doing this for years in the form of what we call taking reservations. And nobody's ever had a problem with giving their name and phone number to, in order to have a table at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as it was a rule, and as soon as it was somebody else telling them what they had to do, people started getting irate about it. So people would walk in and like, oh, we need to give you a little bit of hand sanitizer here and we just need to take your name and phone. Number. I'm not giving you my phone number. That's <laughs> an invasion of my privacy. Yeah, my, my liberty. And I mean, the I funny would, thing is. Yeah, I'm, I was I, just going to say, I would say I would lambast all those people, but I truly uh, sympathize with not doing something just because someone told you to do. Because it's just like, it hits you. You're like, I don't, don't tell me what to do. I'm right. an adult now. But that's where, and yeah. that's, that's been the biggest i think that's the biggest problem within this entire pandemic right now is people mm-hmm. are just people just get pissy not because like the anti-maskers the anti-whatevers that are out there the anti-phone number people who walk into a restaurant mm-hmm. it's like people get irate it's an invasion of my privacy and i'm like you could have just lied like you could have made <laughs> up like, pick 10 numbers between you know zero and nine and yeah. i would have just entered them into my into my ipad here and nobody would have been the wiser because I don't, I'm not testing. I'm like, okay, give me your phone number. Uh, okay. I'm just going to shoot you a quick text just to make sure you're not lying to me. Uh, show me that you received <laughs> that. Okay, perfect. Now we can take yeah. you to your table. Any 10 digits will do. And I would have taken you to a table, but you decided to make a scene. Yeah. Uh, and you have the same thing with the, with the anti-maskers where it's like, isn't it, wouldn't it be easier to just put that stupid blue piece of paper across your face so that you can go grocery shopping instead of making a huge scene about Throw, it. Well, like, yeah, making multiple huge scenes and like mm-hmm. going and trying to get like a doctor's note saying like, oh, I have some sort of like facial deformity that makes it impossible <laughs> for me to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the lengths that people are going through to just not have to be uh, considerate of other human beings is, uh, is truly remarkable. I wish that I had been around when no shirt, no shoes, no service came into being just so I could see if the same thing happened. Like, Oh yeah. When, when grocery stores started and who knows when, when it actually was like, first of all, I've been a couple of things that I've thought about is, is I would love to know who the guy was who made that in (laughs) made that need to be a rule who just started showing up to the grocery store with no shirt and no shoes on just seventies man. Bare feet, bare chest, walking in, like, just need some guac. <laughs> I feel so. like it might have been, like, uh, kind of a roundabout way to keep hobos out of your store way back in the day because of the no Could shoes thing. Like, yeah. if you're, I guess, like, a cartoon-style hobo with all your things in a sack and then, you, then you just uh, have that open, that open yeah. shoe. At the, uh, yeah, with all your toes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Doubles as a drinking receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of that or like there was some rash of like disease attached, like foot and mouth disease or something happened that they had to like make people get up in arms about it. Did people were people just like getting angry? Like, hey, like. You can't tell me I have to wear a shirt. You can't tell me I have to wear shoes. I mean, I'm sure some people did. Um, the crazy ones. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't uh, there wasn't such like a, a broad um, 
YouTube library of conspiracy theorist videos oh, yeah. available. And, to... and there wasn't social media for them to find their echo chamber in yeah. and expand that out and gather more people into it to be able to say like, don't let them do this to you. Don't let the, gro don't let big grocery tell you, you got to put a shirt on. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big exactly. All right. Um, yeah. So Don, what, what do you think is, uh, is next? Like, obviously we've, we've extended these things to, it's like, here's my, here's my take on it. I think they should like, honestly, go fucking two weeks, shut everything down, like rip the, rip the bandaid off, do like two weeks full shutdown, get rid of all the cases, close the borders. Like what they're doing right now, which is just like a, a half-assing and, and this mealy mouth, like, oh, we strongly suggest things, but we're still gonna leave these businesses open and we're gonna tell people that they can't congregate with other members outside their household and they have to wear masks, but expect that they're still able to attend these businesses like that that has to have an impact on your business like would yeah. it be would it be better if you to just like do a full shutdown at this point uh and and let the the virus kind of like dissipate a little bit and then slowly reopen dale you're shaking your head i'm uh, business owner dale i think DeRuder. if we i think if we stopped everything for two weeks it would collapse the food chain not the food chain the chain of food chain of supplies <laughs> supply Which, chain the yeah the supply <laughs> chain there you go like i i think if you went two weeks like that like think of all of like the farmers and for produce and milk and beef where it's like they have mastered the symptom the system of getting everything to go but by day so if you close everything down like what are you just gonna expect these like dairy farms to hold their milk for two weeks and like these produce trucks to hold onto their food for two weeks or because if you're shutting everything down are we talking like everything everything like not even the truck drivers that have the supplies for the grocery stores can work or are we just talking about everything to a point or just switch to like full on like it can't be everything everything there's still going to be like essential services there's going to be um you grocery know, stores and pharmacies yeah gro grocery stores pharmacies uh yeah. emergency services and then you know yeah. and and every grocery delivery like employ an army of delivery drivers and like everything has to be delivered no one's going to a store and mingling with other people do that for like two or three weeks and then see where we're at instead of just like I'll, I'll wager any amount of money that like two weeks from now, we're going to look at the COVID cases and we're going to be and like, we're going to, we're going to extend, the, we're going to extend the current restrictions mm -hmm. yet again. Yeah. And that's going to take us into Christmas, which is going to really fuck with people. And that's where you're going to get the, you know, the angry people on Facebook are going to get even angrier and start talking about how, you know, they, what they're seeing with Thanksgiving in the, in the States right now, we're going to see yeah. with Christmas in a month. Right. I think they should have just have, test everyone like right now they have like some testing sites i think there's like one in coquitlam or by me and then there's probably more but they should have one like every mall and all these businesses that are like slowing down and shutting down they should have like mini test centers in each of these parking lots where they should just figure out some like quick testing thing like because they've got to have figured out how to do testing that's like faster than the three days like mine was 24 i got i went and got tested yesterday yeah uh and i had my results today like today it, yeah. it took less than 24 hours yeah. so like i was mm -hmm. uh, i was i had a cold a couple of weeks ago 
and uh, and I was convinced that I that that's it for me. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Um, I went down to the testing center, got my test done, 21 hours, and I went I went to a drive-through one. Now this is like like people can complain about the government's response to this as much as they want, but I was able to drive down, knock it out of my car. It took me less than a half hour. They put a big Q-tip in my face, uh, wriggled it around a bit, and then I got to drive away. 21 hours later, I got a text message saying like, you're good. And yeah. it was like the only negative aspect of that entire experience was the part where they shoved the big q-tip into my face mm-hmm. yeah. and it wasn't um, that, that it wasn't that it wasn't it's that bad. it's 10 seconds of yeah. discomfort my girlfriend did not like it at all but i i because we both got it i think like a month ago and it took us like three days to get our test so already they're like getting it like better and more rapid and um, I know in the States, like Tanil in the comments just said that they have immediate testing and they're using it for like the film industry and stuff right. or like the 15 minute testing. But it's just that that one takes t- or it costs too much. So we should just dump a bunch of money in that and test pretty much everybody. Here's, here's what they need to do. Partner yeah. up with the struggling hospitality industry. There you go. Buy, buy a beer, get a free COVID test. There you go. I'll be, we will be the first place to sign up for that. <laughs> That would be, and then you could like, like, cause you could test people. And I think the instant ones are like 15 minutes and they'd be like, all right, uh, you have a reservation come like half hour early. You just test them. They go in and you're, they're fine. Develop a COVID test that they drink. And then depending on the color of your urine, you're either positive or negative. (laughs) There you go. Uh, You don't drink a beer, find out whether you have COVID or not, and then uh, carry on your way. I think yeah, we've I think we've solved it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we've, yeah. fixed, we've fixed the <laughs> hospitality industry. We've fixed rapid testing. We're doing great. Like this is I, we're what twenty minutes in here. This is doing good. Yeah, I mean, um, but no, I mean the reality of it is, go back to what what Derek was saying, is that we're in we're stuck in this limbo right now with um mm-hmm. with being open, like where they've like, and thank you to the provincial health office for not going into a, into a full shutdown, but. I don't know where I stand on it. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the one ha- who has to make the decisions. That's the, the, the first thing that I will say, because it's got to be tough to do when they say when, but when people talk about shutting down the economy, I would rather if the economy was shut down for, you said two weeks, I'll take two months, shut it down for two months. If it means that by January, that I can, that we can reopen the economy properly. Cause right now our economy is mm-hmm. running at, you know, 30 to 40% and that's killing small business. It's, it's shuttering places all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, And to tell you the truth, I mean, like our business will not survive if this goes another six months where we're at the level of revenue we are right now, because all of these restrictions have to stay in place, then we'll be, we'll be another one by the side of the road. Another Yeah. I, I honestly think we should have way less lockdowns or not lockdowns, like restrictions that we have right now. Like, like I said, I've been working this whole time and mm-hmm. I work in a, like a manufacturing shop. So it's not like I'm close to anybody else. Like now, like this latest restrictions, we have to wear masks inside the shop, which we didn't have to before, but it's like, it is possible to work a lot of places that like, cause they have all these essential businesses. And if you look at the list of what's essential, it's a pretty hefty list. It's a it's, very long, it really yeah. is. there's a lot of things on that list. I would say are actually essential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they've all been open. So it's, 
it's almost a shame because they should have less restrictions. So some of these like smaller businesses that are going under and stuff, they should be able to remain open or whatever. But yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like, I think I'm not for the two week lockdown because I think our complete shutdown, because I think that would just be too big of an undertaking. And I don't think it would be handled properly. You know, look if if it was a, if there was a, a natural disaster if we uh-huh. had a huge earthquake here or something like that our economy would be shut down for two weeks uh-huh. so you know that's the everyone would just to... accept it no one would exactly. complain that a that a fucking business was shut down during an earthquake like, that's right exactly <laughs> and then nobody would complain that like if there was just like if there was if mount baker erupted and there was crazy ash in the air and you couldn't breathe because and there was a visible like cloud and ash people would be like oh fuck i'm mm-hmm. gonna put this mask on and i'm gonna like it <laughs> and we wouldn't worry about going to work. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be like, don't, you can't shut the economy down just because the ground opened up and there's holes and lava everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be people accept things in that situation. And so we have to look at it the same way as like, this is, this is the same as a massive natural disaster. Our biggest problem in British Columbia, especially, is that we don't see it. We don't mm-hmm. see our, we, we haven't had, you know, the, refrigeration trucks parked outside of the hospital for them to put the bodies that don't fit in the morgue in. We haven't yeah. seen huge widespread um, contagion of this pandemic here. And unfortunately that's made people think that it doesn't exist and think that like, ah, oh, yeah, but that, but I know that there's new rules in place, but I'm okay. I'm still mm-hmm. being good. And that's what you're seeing all over the place. It's not us. That's the problem. It's the, it's, it's the young people going to parties or it's the people going to bars and restaurants, or it's the people who refuse to put a mask on in the grocery store. My favorite yeah. thing was on, uh, on Halloween on Granville street. It was mm-hmm. bedlam. I was standing outside watching it, but I, the, yeah. I was doing that because I was at work. Yeah. Um, the amount of people who were also on Granville street, also going to bars and restaurants and being a part of this party that were taking the videos. It's the same in the summer. It was people at the beach, right? Yeah. Look yeah. at this. Look at this drum circle at the oh, beach. Oh yeah. The drum circle. How, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. how did you get there? Yeah. yeah. You're how at the beach you, too. How are you close enough to take that video? Because the, the people are the people who are breaking the rules love to narc on other people who are breaking the rules. Because yeah, that's nobody, a good point. nobody thinks it's them. If they mm-hmm. did, then people would just follow the restrictions. It's just, it's easy to do. It's, uh, it's really, um, and this, of course, is the United States, which is a whole other level. But sure. uh, the New York Times, which is arguably the most widely read newspaper in the United States. I've never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little daily a little rag, rag, you know, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they published not one, not two, but three articles uh, last week about one was about one guy coming to terms with like how broad his circle actually is. And then at yeah. the end of it, he concludes, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go visit my uh, my parents for Thanksgiving anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, they published another another article where they interviewed like 50 something uh, epidemiologists, whatever, virus doctors. Well I'm done. not <laughs> even going to correct you because I can't fucking, I was like, nope. ah, no, I'm saying no, out no. of it. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, and a bunch of them were like, yeah, we figure we can be safe enough to do this. Pro-. And that's like, that's, that's it right there. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone's exactly. like, we can do this in yeah. uh, a safe 
like everyone else is the problem. Me, uh, I'm smart. I can be safe about it. I'm not taking any risks. I know, I know how to. And the risk, the risks I do take, I'll, I'll, I will take a calculated risk when I yeah. think it's okay. I mean, yeah. I see people all the time saying like, well, I'm going to go visit my parents, but I've been super careful and I've mm. been doing this and this and this. It's like, yeah, but the guy who sneezed on you at IGA hasn't been. Yeah. yeah. So, and he might've been eight feet away from you and you might've been wearing a mask, but maybe you still got it. Mm-hmm. And, and you could be asymptomatic. Down. That's another problem. Like people are like, I don't have it. I feel great. But it's like, you could have it and not have any symptoms. So you could have actually given it to your own parents. That's right. Which is, I mean, that's where like, um, that's, that's really what it, what it comes down to is if people, people just need to hunker down when it comes down to it and you're, you're allowed to hate it. You're allowed to be mad about it. Everything sucks right now. It has for months, make it suck a little bit more now so that it can get better faster. And that's really the, the way that I'm leaning now, even as, mm. even as a business operator, I would rather that we were shut down and able to get back to some semblance of normal. I like to say, um, I want, I really can't wait until commercials start coming on TV and saying in these precedented times. Precedented. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're fucking, we're there, right? Like you yeah. get nine months, nine months of unprecedented. Yeah. Um, it's precedented now. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah. precedented. But, this is uh, funny. We the were new precedented. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a, a nurse yesterday and she was, uh, she was talking about how, uh, we are now at the stage where we are seeing like the, the, the early edge of COVID babies being born. And that just blew my mind. I was like, Holy fuck. Because yeah, I guess it's been, it's been eight or nine months since, uh, since this all happened. So she's like, yeah, we're starting to see the, the baby boom from that. Do you think, what are they going to call it? Like the COVID boom or the COVID baby boom? Yeah. I don't know. There could be an, an entire generation named after them. That would be nuts. The baby, um, baby boomers to the, the yeah. whatever the uh, you know, COVID. We, we got time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few years till we have to decide what to call them. We're not, <laughs> they don't have to have a name until they turn like 12 or 13 and start yeah. fucking everything up. And then well, we they, can, yeah. then we, so we can write op-eds about how much they're <laughs> yeah. fucking everything up. Yeah. They don't have to get a name until somebody comes up with a snappy one. Like how long did it take for like, like zoomers or zillennials? They still haven't decided on that yet. Is that is uh, zillennials? Is that the X? Z- yeah, something like that. Zillennials is a Z. It's the one at both like younger than millennials. Cause right. millennials right now go from 26 to 41, 40, 41. So zillennials would be 10 to 25. But there's also excellent. Exillennials is like the older generation of well, millennials. Yeah, that's just Generation X. They can't go back and change Generation X. That's that term's been around since like the nineties. I don't know. Like nobody knows what any of these terms actually mean. Like, let, really, it's just we. As you get older, you want to complain about young people. Yeah. yeah. That's well, that's because really, young like, people are the worst. Don, don't take this away from me. Yeah. I mean, they made have, COVID. Have they you met ruined, them? They've ruined my life for nine. <laughs> and months. you know what? The older I get, the worse they get. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Just like, <laughs> it's like music. <laughs> It's just noise. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the older and more dead inside I get, the more their life and <laughs> just annoys me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. All right. So we solved coronavirus. We've yeah. solved the business uh, business restrictions. We've named yeah. 
we started the naming process for yeah we we started we we'll we got the whiteboard out pretty much now like, we're like start, start accepting submissions create a poll yeah. on one of the internet uh, one of the, social sites. One, one of those social media sites before right. before these kids fuck it all up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but put it, put it like, actually do it on Facebook because <laughs> because the young people hate it. So. <laughs> they do. That's boomer territory. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want them fucking it up by like stacking the vote into the name that they like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't put it on TikTok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah. yeah. No, we've done. Uh, I think we uh, like. I think we've done a great job. We've solved most of the world's problems so far. Yeah. Good. Uh, let's keep, let's. Keep I it got up. another problem. Sure. How about? Yeah. The bay. Like I, we started. We teased. We it started. The, we did tease we did. it. Uh, this kind of. This is just like this is super fresh because I just read an article. Writ, like I read a news article <laughs> talking about old guys. Let's just talk about news articles. We read. <laughs> I opened up the paper this morning and you'll never believe what yeah. I saw. And I am upset. Uh, <laughs> what happened was the. Coquitlam Center, which is a pretty big mall down here at the coast. Uh, I know there's a lot of people or there's millions of people around the globe listening to this. All you got to know is it's a pretty big mall. It's not huge. It's and not even the biggest mall in Coquitlam. Is yeah, it? it is. It's okay. the biggest mall. I think it's the only mall in Coquitlam, isn't it? All right. I stand corrected. Yeah. My apologies. Metro Town's actually in Burnaby. <laughs> so, But uh, the bay in Coquitlam Center had the doors locked on them because the landlord is saying that they have defaulted on their lease, which they haven't paid in seven months and i'm not exactly sure how many bays this is going to involve but it's the article i read said there's eight of them and between those eight are they it's they they worded it really confusingly because i wanted to be like that guy who has the number so i can hit you with hard facts but they said that the bay in the bay as a company pays 20 million dollars per month in leases but they didn't say how many bays there were and they didn't say how much of that 20 million, these eight bays were had to pay. Was this eight that have the same landlord or? Um, no, I think it's just eight that haven't paid the rent in seven months. And oh, it so didn't. Yeah. So it didn't say if the other bays, cause I imagine there's more than eight worldwide, but uh, it's, so. <laughs> yeah. I also Nine? learned today there's a bay in Florida, <laughs> which I didn't know. Whoa, for uh, real? Yeah. So, are you sure that's not like Tampa Bay is the name of a city? <laughs> Tampa Bay Company. They just oh, wouldn't that be awesome if, if Tampa Bay's retro jerseys were like the Bay Stripes with a lightning that bolt? Would be do- nice, nice tease for what we're going to be yeah. talking about so, shortly. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. Back to me wanting to talk about numbers but not having the numbers to talk about so of these eight these are in ontario quebec bc and florida like i previously mentioned and the one in ontario they tried to lock down and they they said uh, the court said you can't lock them out and then they said they told the bay like pay half the rent that you missed and then pay the other half later and that half is like six hundred and eighty six thousand. And that's in Toronto. So I'd imagine that these eight each owe around a million dollars, like around like 600 on the very low end, because half of Toronto rent, you could see like someone in a smaller market paying that up to like what the mark, the one in Toronto would be, would be like 1.3 million. So, well, I mean, these, these mall 
anchor tenants have been getting the shit kicked out of them even pre-pandemic mm-hmm. like amazon mm-hmm. came along and like uh what like macy's bloomingdale's uh fucking zellers like i don't even know who else I mean, like is. sears sears yeah pour a little coffee out for sears and zellers <laughs> and target canada right <laughs> yeah well but target like- canada was they just didn't think they didn't realize how big canada was and how much distribution would cost so they didn't <laughs> figure that out into their prices um but uh yeah i think covid has hit these like companies you know little businesses have been affected for sure but these Mm -hmm. like companies that operated on scale and needed like hundreds of thousands of customers walking through their store every month just to like break even um yeah i think are are the most fucked of all and like the bay is what canada's longest 350 years i think they they just celebrated 350 years i don't know if that was last year or the year before but like you could even run is what you're saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) you could even say they helped build canada by bringing the fur traders here you could even say they were the first colonizers of canada if you want to get super uh Oh yeah, let's talk about colonizing. Let's no, no three guys talking about colonizing. It's not going to make anybody this is, happy. This is one problem three, three we're not going to solve yeah. tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID's an easy problem to solve. Colonizing is a little bit bigger yeah. of a chew. Um, yeah, and they're not like. Do you want a list of all the uh, the retail companies that have declared bankruptcy in 2020? Oh, uh, uh, Le Chateau. Pier One Imports. Mm-hmm. Le Chateau, uh, True Religion, Roots, J. Crew, True Aldo, Religion is uh, still around. Yeah, JC Penny. Oh yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say thank you, COVID, for finally getting rid of True Religion. <laughs> that's uh, that's one on the wind board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not all bad. I don't know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna shop now that uh, that J. Crew's uh, closing their doors, but uh, uh, we're gonna go get some big old sales. <laughs> Like, it's like, we, oh, this is terrible. The bay's closing. And they're like, wait, you're having a going out of business sale? I could go get cheap shit. All yeah. right, I'll come. Yeah, that's well, even uh, people are saying in Toronto today with it because Toronto is going into again a lockdown on uh, on Monday. And the stores in downtown Toronto are crazy busy or have been crazy busy all day today with mm-hmm. people trying to go and get their get get their final haircut and go and mm. get their Christmas shopping done and do all this stuff. And it's like, you guys get why. Why? Yeah. What you're is doing is not right? helping. Like, yeah. yeah this, this isn't going to make this go away faster. That always it, made like, yeah. Cause they're like in five days, we're going to lock the door. And then everybody just fucking panics. Like, that's right. just that's be like, I'll give, we locked I'll the give door Bonnie Henry, like, uh, and, and you know what, like I, I'll, I'll complain about her on Twitter and in the way that they've communicated a lot of the stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I don't want her job. And I, for the most part, I am very, um, I won't go as far as saying happy, but I'm pretty like, <laughs> like, not super mad about the job that the, about what they've done. Um, yeah, I could be a lot more as angry. Much as, as much as their communication has been absolutely terrible on some mm-hmm. of it, when they do make a rule, they're like, this is a rule now. Like, yeah, starting starting today, we're going to mm-hmm. do this. And yeah, or they're like been, at 10 p.m. Yeah, exactly. At 10 p.m. When tonight, COVID comes out, we're making this rule. Seriously, if if COVID was a visible thing, 
If it was oh a big green cloud that like that you could see, then everybody would be fucking in their houses with the doors locked, windows mm-hmm. locked, mask on, tape up over every crack. Oh yeah. Making sure it couldn't get in. But it's like this it's I don't know, make COVID visible again. That's what I Well, this yeah. is what you do. You go to the Wuhan lab and you find the COVID that <laughs> they still right, have exactly. there. And they, then you uh, tinker with it a little bit more and make I it have, make every... Can I, have a, can I have a conversation with Mr. COVID? <laughs> is, he, is he still here? <laughs> hey, you know that thing you let... Do you have any left in the back? <laughs> yeah, can you just like... Uh, just add a little food yeah. coloring or something or like i'm gonna need a bat and a pangolin <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know where we were talking yeah about we were talking about yeah we're, so, we're, oh, the so, bon- we're, so we're sad the bonnie henry thing yeah um you were saying bonnie henry was is decent uh yeah i mean she's 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 good. I wish that she was a little bit meaner. I would like to see, like, like I would actually really want to see her get pissed off one day, mm-hmm. and like, because you know that behind the scenes, she's sitting in her office and she's like, they come, ah, Doctor Henry, we've got, uh, we've got today's numbers for you. She's like, oh, great, thank you very much. Fuck! <laughs> and you just like, I just want to see it one day where she comes out to the podium and she just like slams her papers down and comes out and she's like, you haven't listened. And now you're going to suffer the consequences. And just <laughs> yeah. like come out and like because she's done the like the really nice mom side, but mm-hmm. she and and Adrian Dix has done a great job of disappointed dad. Um, and <laughs> those things work up to a point. But if your children keep misbehaving, you gotta after, get stern. Like, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you need to give come them a couple and, of these. And, and it's not like and it's not like we'd uh, you know, we'd really like people to rethink their whistler trips this year and uh you know now's not the time to go to tofino as, as, even though like you know we we're not going to stop you if you do yeah there, yeah we'd like you to make good decisions well I, i'll tell you and they they keep saying that the it's the you know 20 to 30 year olds are seeing the biggest increase in numbers uh when i was between 20 and 30 three years ago uh i'm lying it was uh I listened to absolutely nothing people told me. They were like, yeah. this is, if there was a good choice and a bad choice put in front of me, and I'm pretty sure you two can relate, yeah. more often than not, oh, yeah. I went with the bad choice yeah. because I didn't 100%. understand the repercussions of Just what that look at my bank wrong. account you and did. you can yeah. see <laughs> that I made every irresponsible decision in my 20s and 30s. Yeah, Mine, exactly. mine was more like, I understood the repercussions, yeah. but I was like, that's that's fucking future Derek's problem. That's right. I don't have to worry about that. Today, right? today Don, Enjoy that, doesn't idiot. need to worry about that. Yeah. yeah, like if you told me when I was 25 that if I went to a drum circle and then like... 60 year old people would die be like wow those guys are mean to me i don't care and i would have gone to the drum circle i don't hang out with any 60 year old people so i don't have to worry about that Mm. i i would still like in i'm sure that these kids aren't like fuck old people let's have a party (laughs) i'm sure there's a couple of them that are (laughs) sure maybe maybe like there's definitely people who like just hate their grandmas and they're like who wants to come (laughs) over tonight yeah let's fucking (laughs) time to get that inheritance yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. (laughs) but i think for the most part like every like i said earlier people think that they're doing a good job people think that they're behaving and i see it on twitter and facebook and everything every day and people are like all of the stuff where people are just like um what's it called when you do the 
the humble humble brag humble brag yeah, humble brag yeah. right they're, they're humble bragging about their own little covid restrictions mm-hmm. and their own bubble and their own thing like well you know i haven't seen anybody in months so it makes me really mad when i see these people going out to bars and restaurants and it's like yeah bars and restaurants that have invested tens of thousands of dollars and into training into plexiglass into this and to this and this and this to try and create a safe environment for people to go to. That's the, the one thing that I will say that I think it was mm-hmm. the was the wrong way to go is this whole 10 p.m. curfew, yeah. no alcohol after 10 p.m. Because once again, go back to between 20 and 30 year old uh, 3D here. And if anybody told us we were stopping drinking at 10 p.m. because bars didn't serve liquor anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we, yeah. I grew up in Aldergrove. We had three different dead end roads that we would go to when, would the go cops chased us, when the cops chased us from one dead end road, we would all get in our cars and drive to the next dead end road. Yeah. Uh, and like leave one, like it was like the, like the Buffalo with the lions chasing him, like whichever the slowest Buffalo was got <laughs> stuck behind. That was the guy, like the cops pull one guy over and everybody yeah. else like, no, to the next dead end road. This isn't the, don't do this. Who are yeah. listeners, please. But uh, like, we partied no matter what, no matter what the yeah. what was going on, we were going to party. And ironically, I that, like, like I just wanted to jump here and say, yeah. ironically, everybody would probably be safer if they're going to the restaurants and the okay. bars to have dinners instead of just going to their houses. Like one of the problems is people were like, well, we can't go to restaurants. So they started having these like mini dinner dinner parties and like backyard weddings. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's that one wedding that had one person who was sick go to and got like 48 people infected. Yeah, and there's and the, like and this the, big and circle. Then, and the grandmother died in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's where like, I would rather see this. So they've said that the, the, transmission in in bars and restaurants is and that's where you know, we talked about language earlier like we had at hotel belmont we were the first place that wasn't a strip club to have an exposure event um during all of this after the reopening congratulations no oh, thank you very much it was, uh, <laughs> you know not uh, not the the best thing that happened to us all was year. was it but, a stripper's uh, fault did they come to your bar <laughs> uh i can neither confirm nor deny that <laughs> statement but uh but no uh, no, you know what? It was we had a, a group of guests that came in, and that that they later tested positive. And when they had to list all the places that they had been, the only place I guess that they had been together was our bar. Mm-hmm. So then, so then we got a, a notification, and the media went crazy with it that we had an exposure event at uh, at Hotel Belmont. Since that day, I still have guests coming in, you know, to this day, um, who refer to our outbreak. That we have oh wow because people don't understand the difference in language and so when yeah. the, the media was posting all of this stuff about like hotel belmont blah 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 blah, we were never told to close by uh the health inspector the health inspector came through that day checked all of our safety plans checked everything else and he said you guys are actually doing a great job um mm-hmm. keep it up and it, it, it wasn't our fault that somebody who was sick came in they were asymptomatic when they yeah. came in there was nothing that that we could do it's that after they came in and had some drinks later on, they tested positive. I just um, had a brilliant idea. Like in the States, they have like these like food things, like when a company fall fails their food safe, they put like a bee in the window or whatever. Right. What they should do is they should have inspectors go into restaurants and stuff, I've inspect the their COVID and then give them like a grade, like out of like A, B or C or one, two, three, like of the level that they're. 
I would absolutely doing. love that because there is <clears throat> like as as a business who's taken it very seriously and tried to, you know, I mean, we've got a responsibility to anyone who's coming in to give us money, first of all, but we've also we've got a bigger responsibility to the people that we employ that we say come to work every day. Yeah. Promise that you won't get this deadly virus that's taken over the globe. Right. And, mm-hmm. and like come in for way less money than you used to make. Come in for like you. Everything is worse for for our employees and for us as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where our responsibility lies is to keep is to keep these people safe. So when you see other places that aren't doing it, it really like it, I get super fired up about it. Because I know one business in Vancouver that had seven inspections and failed them all, um, COVID expect- inspections, failed seven inspections before they were finally oh, wow. cut down by the health authority. And that's like, you, when you see stuff like that, that you go, that, that's what's giving restaurants and bars a bad name. And that's why we're closed at 10 p.m. When even still at 10 p.m., I know that people, are, people aren't going home and going to bed just because like, well, 10 p.m., can't buy any more beer here. So I guess... <laughs> Let's all go our separate ways and go to sleep. Yeah. That's not what you even look at the, you referenced the Halloween shit show earlier. And like, that was not, that was, uh, at least I think that was like after the the bars had closed at the 10 PM curfew and, and all these people. The street didn't even get busy until 11 o'clock. Yeah. um, And they weren't people who were, who were, some of them were. It's like, it's like when people say back in the, Stanley Cup riots in 2011, like those weren't real Canucks fans. Like, ah, yeah, some of them <laughs> they, they, they definitely were. Like, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, there was some people who came out of the out of the bars and restaurants on Granville Street, but most of Granville Street's shut down now as well. Like, I mean, the Roxy hasn't been open, Republic hasn't been open, and, and the places that are are at a such a limited capacity that if every if nobody else had been there on Granville Street and just everybody every single person from the bars and restaurants had gone and congregated on the street nobody would have even taken a photo because mm-hmm. there's just not that many places for people to go with the with the diminished capacity and all the restrictions that are in place for bars and restaurants those the people who were there partying on granville street went there to party on granville street like not yeah. at the bars on the street yeah and that's you know but again it was I could see my bar in the background of some of the videos that, that people were posting and it wasn't, you know, we saw a huge decline in business yet again after that, because it makes people think that that area of the city is unsafe or not doing a good job when mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I would talk with all the other business operators along the Granville strip and we all try and work together to make sure that we are offering you know, a safe place to go and an environment where people can still come and have a good time because that's, you know, it's still nice to go out and have a nice experience every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to not make food that you cooked personally. (laughs) Like that's one of the big, especially now that you're like home so much more. And I'm just outing myself as a terrible cook, yeah. but it's like, it's nice to just, Dale, your, your Instagram posts have done yeah. that. <laughs> it, it, it's nice to just go to a restaurant, eat and leave. Like the thing I hate about cooking is the actual cooking. I like the eating part. I can handle that real good. Dude, and the cleanup part also sucks. During like, uh, during the, you know, the March to May, when we couldn't go out and eat and it was, uh, you know, it was takeout only. I got mm-hmm. sick of takeout because uh, oh, you, know, yeah. you can only eat out of a cardboard box so many times. Um, and I actually got really big into cooking, but I was, I was trying to find, because for me, it was more about finding things that took longer 
because the cooking process itself, I was like, give me a three day braised short ribs recipe. Oh, like, like I am absolutely all over that. I love that. That's like meditation almost, right? Yeah, like exactly. it's something you can just lose yourself in for a couple days and D- Dale's fucking face right now. <laughs> I love it. It's great. One morning I wanted, I wanted French toast for breakfast, but yeah. then I was like, ah, you know, it'd be better is if I made it out of banana bread. So I took three hours oh, to make banana bread and then <laughs> like make the banana French. bread from scratch. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, I went like got all the nice. stuff, baked banana bread from scratch, soaked it in, you know, milk and eggs and vanilla for a half hour, coated it in cornflakes and deep fried that shit. Amazing. But it was like, yeah, it was like almost a four hour breakfast. It was two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon by the time I finally ate it. I've got video games and James Bond movies to watch. I don't have four hours <laughs> to cook a, cook a breakfast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's everybody spends their time differently. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I do get how, like Derek said, it is. It's like it could even be a cathartic process of cooking because if you get like, if you want to get all like super sciencey and brainy about it, it's like in a time when you're losing control of more and more things during COVID, like they're having more restrictions. Cooking is nice because you you're in absolute control, like. Like it's your world, whatever you're making, you could put whatever you want in it. Like you said, like, I want to make this out of banana bread. So you could just like go get banana bread or get the ingredients for banana bread, cook the banana bread. And then it's made out of banana bread. So it's like, you just, I think it's even like, even outside of just it being a, uh, being in control thing. It's also just like, uh, it's two things for me. One, it's an, it's normal cooking yourself mm. dinner is normal. And everybody is like the, the biggest thing that I find people are looking for right now is a sense of normalcy. When you get yeah. to go out and feel like, like you're like, Oh, that almost felt like the before times, the precedented times. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is the anything, anything yeah, before they became <laughs> unprecedented that unfucked everything up. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is just anything for me, it's keeping my brain busy. It's oh like, yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm really focused on making this bread right now or mm-hmm. whatever, cooking eggs. I don't care what you're, what you're doing. Your brain is focused on that instead of thinking about the absolute shit show that the world has become over the past 12 months. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to think about the bay closing down and what that would do to these malls and then we'll have these big husks that are empty. I'm just going to make this bread. I don't want want to think about the fact that in two weeks or so, I might not have a job anymore because our business might survive, might, might survive and might not. So instead, I'm going to take the next three days and cook this braised short rib. Don, I'm telling you, your business goes over. You start a business model where you come alone to somebody's house, you wear a mask, you cook them dinner or make them deep fried banana bread. Uh, You host like (laughs) little like, one-off uh, dinner parties there's people who've been doing that and now they can't because they're oh yeah you can't right go into somebody else's the household. household right Fine. right so well. it's like like i could i, I want to do um like I, i've thought that like meal kits is a great idea like derek derek you're a big uh, chef's plate guy yeah. sorry no got good good food uh I've, I've done them all i've done HelloFresh, good food uh chef's plate good food is the the one i'm on right now that's your current one so i want to do i want to steal what they're doing except i want to add to it and I, I i haven't seen anybody doing it yet but like so instead of just getting your like your box of dinner i want it to come with like i want to be able to add activities and experiences so i want to do like i would do like uh italian date night in a box right mm. so now you get so um 
you get your box and it's got your pasta, it's got your sauce, it's got everything is like ready so that you can look like, so that say, Dale, if you're a terrible cook, but you want to impress yeah. a lady one night, um, a lady who's already in your household, I would, yeah. I would assume, obviously. And mm -hmm. then, so you, you can take all these ingredients and they're like the veggies are pre-chopped for you and whatever, and you can do that. But it also comes with a card that has like, this is your Spotify playlist while you're cooking. Oh, and, and you can like, get side sponsored by Spotify. Right. Then it's, mm -hmm. so it's when this song starts, you drop your pasta in the water. Oh. And then when this song starts, you put your prawns into your frying pan. This is do, such a good idea. I don't know if you should explain yeah, the whole you, you thing. You probably shouldn't share that on the podcast. Well, I'll edit out before we post it. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll just I'll yeah. identify all five of the listeners. And yeah. <laughs> hey, we're um, up to six. <laughs> but, there's, but there's more. Like So then you have to put experience in it too. So if it's like mm. an Italian date night, maybe there's uh, – I don't know. I'm trying to think of an Italian game. Like uh, I was gonna say, you like you include game. there's uh, uh, good good fellas on DVD. There you go. Or exactly. Blu -ray. Right? Very Italian. Yeah. You or, could play or, Super or, Mario Brothers. They're Italian. <laughs> they exactly. <laughs> but 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 maybe there's like you can and if you want you can add in like um, there's things like I, I saw I saw this I was stealing this from an idea on Facebook where they it was like uh, 50 dates to do at home. And it was like one of them, one of the things was cook dinner together, but one of you is blindfolded. So that's an add on to the, to your, it's, it'd be fun. It sounds like, like a recipe for, dis it's like, oh, oh, did I just pour this boiling <laughs> yes. water all over you? I was going to say, that sounds like no, burning so my apartment The whole down. thing is like, so like Derek, you're blindfolded and then Kate's helping you, like helping you do the stuff, right? Like in uh, Ghost, when she's behind and she's like moving his yeah, hands on the pottery. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that, except with boiling hot except water. More, more dangerous. <laughs> I love it. Knives. Love it. Are but they like, still shirtless? So, That's the best so part. You do, so you can add add that blindfold, or you could add like sexy dice to it and a bottle of lube. I don't know. Like like you could do like you could add a cribbage board. You can add like there's all these different add-ons. What kind of a night do you want to have? And so that this box you get is not, I don't know where this conversation started, but you get a box mm. that is like, here's a normal fun experience and you don't actually have to think about anything, but you're going to have a blast and we can give you that. Oh, right. It was when it was, if the inevitable shutdown happens and I lose my job. Yeah. What are you going to do? This is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just going to pop in on your box of activities and this is more for the family people they could have like hello fresh but it's like crafts where it's like exactly. you pick a certain amount of crafts for like a week and then they put all the stuff in there that you would need for those crafts yeah so you don't have to go to you know the bay and buy anything and keep that store <laughs> <Yeah>. open <laughs> i think nobody's been buying anything from the bay anyway i mean it's but that's clear we, from like her, everybody yeah. so everybody talks about um how this is going how this is affecting small business right and mm -hmm. the small the mom and pop shops are having a really tough time and a lot of it is like square footage um it's yeah. easier to go shopping at walmart because they're allowed to have 200 people in there than it is to go shopping at you know uh dale's boutique because tiny storefront that has a lineup outs out the that's doors. right exactly so the mom and pops are really suffering and stuff like that so then is the bay shutting down then they're not a mom and pop so are we are we sad about it or, or are we is it like will that help mom and pop succeed because now some of these big 
Joe Freshes and yeah, that's who, true. Who else did you say that you were talking? That you uh, J.C. Penny. There were a and- bunch. Roots, J.C. Yeah. Penny. My, yeah. my assumption is that like I would love to believe that like a lot of shoppers from the Bay will go and like to these little like locally owned boutiques. No, they're going they're, to Amazon. They're going right to Amazon. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's just that's the solution now. Like if you're already shopping in the Bay, you probably don't care particularly much about like locally owned business. Yeah. Um, beyond or- the Canadian. Or the Bay will just pull back and up their, like, online front. I'd I was going to say, it's too late for that. Like, the Bay, uh, you know, you could order stuff through their website, but it's it was, shitty. It, it, like, it was garbage. I, I ordered, like, yeah. I think last, I think it was, like, last March or April when we were, when everything was sort of um, in that mini shutdown. We, I ordered, uh, I ordered, like, a few shirts and a couple, and, like, some boxers. Yeah. And, it ended up showing up in like seven different delivery. I ordered it all at once, <laughs> yeah. paid for it all at once. And then like over the next two weeks, it was just like one box of underwear would show up. But like two days later, here's one of the three shirts you ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like, it came in seriously like seven different deliveries. They're, uh, they're, they're not great at their online experience. Yeah. I'd imagine they were just like tr- probably shipping it when they found it. Like someone, the order picker couldn't pick it all at once. So they probably like found one thing and then sent it out or whatever. Put it in 12 different boxes. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you do that? But then be, but be better because, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. the expectation from the consumer side is that I'm going to get, like if I put all of this stuff in my cart, don't say that yeah. because I didn't have seven different carts. If I have mm. one cart, I'm not making seven trips to the car. Would you rather they waited till they had all the things and then sent it all at once though? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. But I would also like them to do it in a timely manner. Like, I, I, like here's mm-hmm. the thing is I want them to do all of the things. Well, I don't yeah. want to like, it's like, well, we can either send it quickly or we can send it all. I'm like, no, no, no. That's because <laughs> these guys over here yeah, can do true. both of those things. So if mm-hmm. you can't, then I'll buy my underwear somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Bezos. Uh, Tanil brought up a good point. She said that the one of the problems with a place like the Bay closing down is all the people who work at the Bay. And that is true. Like, But I imagine that a lot of these people have been – like it's not, it's not saying it's okay or anything, but they have – the base probably laid a whole bunch of people off at this point already. One and of your, one of your guests last week was, uh, Oh yeah. Candace, a former yeah. Bay yeah. person, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I mean, and with everything that we are all, there's going to be massive job losses over the next mm-hmm. few months. Um, there was massive jo- job losses already. Uh, I think that, that like we could, I could complain about uh, the government all day and their, and their reactions and where I think they've done a good job and a bad job. Um, but uh, the reality of the situation is that very few people, um, or at least not as many as could have been otherwise are really, there is help, which is great. You yeah. Know, they weren't, they weren't super, um, uh, like, they didn't really have, crazy hoops that you had to jump through in order to get that help. I was on, I was on CERB for um, the time that we were, that everything was closed down um, yeah. for two months. Almost. I was, uh, I was getting my 
500 bucks a week. And it was like, it was the easiest thing in the world. I went on the computer and I was like, I lost my job. And they're like, do you have an ROE? I was like, yep, here it is. And it was like, cool, here's some money. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was the easiest thing in the world. And that was super nice. And I think that's going to end up helping Canada as a whole out a lot. Like it's going to, that whole thing there probably slowed down or even maybe prevented like an economic complete collapse that's right. and, that's, and so that's that, that's a big part of what's happened but we do have to be understand too that there's going to be massive job losses and mm-hmm. i mean hospitality and retail employ a huge amount of people and it with all of those retail um uh companies that derek went down his list earlier with all of those closing that's a that's a ton of jobs with the bay if the bay closes eight stores you have to assume they've got probably 200 people working at every single store. If if hospitality gets shut down to a point where everyone's off of work again, that's 200,000 jobs in British Columbia alone. Yeah. The hospitality sector. It's uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not a small thing, but here's the, the light at the end of the tunnel is this, is that we are um, not going to lose our skills. We're not going to lose our hunger. And we're not going to lose being lazy fucks and wanting somebody else to cook for us because we don't like doing it for ourselves. So it's yes. like, like <laughs> I'm going to save the economy. <laughs> restaurants and bars and, and, and even retail too, because I mean, uh, when I bought all that stuff off the bay and it came in seven different packages for me, yeah. uh, those shirts I have thrown out already because none of them fit properly. I didn't get to try, try them on. And I'm also like, Yes, I could have put the, I could have sent them back to the bay and had them send me a different size, but they were like, they weren't expensive shirts. It was mm-hmm. much easier for me to just go like, nope, those, those shirts were a failure. I guess I won't keep those. And they, and they went away. If I had been able to go to a store, try them on, have an experience, have a salesperson with me, um, go through all of this, then I would probably still have those shirts. There's, a, there's definitely a place in the world and always will be for brick and mortar retail. There will mm-hmm. always be a place for restaurants where you get to sit down and somebody comes up and calls you sir and brings you whatever you ask them to bring you and is nice to you even if you're not nice to them. Like, yeah. That's always going to exist. Mm-hmm. It might not exist for the next six months. It might not exist for the next year, but it that's will come point. back. Um, and just and think about how much like if it does go away almost like entirely or almost entirely think of how much it's going to come back once people realize like I'm the same as you whenever I order clothes online they never fit right they're not, like you just you want to see them and feel them and be like oh this doesn't actually look the like it's weirdly shiny I don't want to buy this <laughs> yeah. so it's nice to do so I think once this is all over. And then in a couple months, people will be like, Oh yeah, that's why I went to the mall because it actually made the stuff I bought better being able to like touch and feel it. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing, like, like, I don't think there's like, there's a lot of people who, uh, who probably miss going to the bar right now, but like the mm-hmm. basement at, uh, at our place, the basement bar was like, it was, you know, we didn't like the word nightclub, but it was a full on that's for all intents and purposes. Um, it was a, it was a nightclub. Uh, and it was like, uh, it was our capacity down there was 189. So we never went over that obviously, but we had 189 people exactly in that room, like just sweating all over each other and like strangers pushing up against you. And like, 
like the, and the farting, the farting was terrible. <laughs> but like, there's like people cannot wait to get back into that. Yeah. that. Those right? precedented like, times sound those, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's going to be when, when we have our first weekend where it's like no social distancing. Party. Oh my god! The no, no mask, no social distancing, and you can drink past 10 p.m. Think it's of how many be, babies are getting made that night. It's just like, going to be a wall-to-wall orgies all across the city. Like, that's just going to be gonna it. Be, like, like, and, and it's going to be absolute bedlam. It's going to be insanity. Um, putting the bed back in bedlam. Nice. <laughs> that's what bedlam babies. Yeah, bedlam there you go. Babies. There you go. That's the name. The bedlam babies. Yeah, I want to say that, uh, you know, both of you made some excellent points, but like if the next six to 10 to 12 months looks like this, like there is an opportunity for retail businesses and restaurants to kind of just adapt to, mm-hmm. to, to what's going that's, on. Right but, now, right? and that's, like, what they, that's what we've been doing for the past. Like, I think it was uh, somebody, the first case of, uh, of COVID-19 was found on November 17th of last year. Yeah. It was so a it's, year, been, yeah. it's over a year. We missed its birthday. I feel terrible, but, uh, <laughs> so, but that's even in the last 12 months, all of these businesses have adapted and all of their workers have adapted. Like, I mean, our servers used to make stupidly good money. Like our bartenders made just ridiculous amounts of money. None of them are making as much money as they have before, but it's like, they're not, living on the streets they're not you know some True. people had some people had to move back in with their parents mm-hmm. some people had to find other things in their life that they could live without um and you know people have adapted and that's what we're a very um i don't know adaptable species when when the chips are down then you figure it out we figure the it out most part. yeah like that's like, the like one even, thing even people are, even people who do live on the streets figured out how to live on the streets which is something that i could absolutely i can't picture ever being able to do that um but like people manage no matter what life throws at you you figure out a way to get through it or you don't and if you don't then you don't even notice anymore and then you don't have to worry about it yeah exactly yeah yeah i mean we're here's the thing we're all going to be okay it's just going to suck for a while yeah that's very nice. Thank you. I feel much better now after we just talked about how much everything's going to suck. Yeah, that like, was strangely okay. reassuring for our podcast about outrage. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I haven't been nearly angry enough. <laughs> you really, yeah. uh, we're, we're coming up on, on time here, and I wa- don't want to take too much of your time. I would like to ask you, uh, Don, what are you personally angry about this week, just in case we haven't covered it already? Uh... What am I angry about? I'm angry. Like, I'm just angry at life in general right now. It's like everything. It's my anger is here all day oh, long. I was just it's like, I was thinking about that today. Yeah. It's I, like, I was, in, I was in 7-Eleven and yeah. three guys walked in not wearing masks. And it was oh. like these guys, it was like a personal affront to me. I was like, Didn't you guys, <laughs> don't you guys watch the news? Listen, yeah. You're going to make Bonnie mad. I was, out, I was out for dinner with my younger sister the other night because she, yeah. was, uh, she was nice enough to include me in her household. Her bubble. Because uh, uh, she, she lives alone. So she's allowed to invent her household. Um, but uh, so I was out for dinner with her 
and there was this table of guys and there were six guys and you knew that they weren't from the same household and they were just being <laughs> loud and yelling oh. and ruining everyone's dinner experience. And I wanted to walk over to their table and be like, you guys are just ruining everything right now. Like, yeah, this is so like, what am I outraged about is like, just like, just everything. It's like the smallest little tiny thing can set me off to like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, were a dad in a on a car trip because it's like stuff that wouldn't usually like I'm the same way stuff that wouldn't usually make us mad we're just like oh like yesterday there's this got this idiot in this like loud car and I'm like how fucking dare he have that loud car and I'm like I could have find where he is and I could have fucking tell him he shouldn't have a loud car and I was like oh or like when you're like like now all the paths are one way. Like if you go to a park and you're going for like oh, yeah. a forest walk and then when you see someone walking the wrong way, you're no, like, Oh, sir. oh, oh no, we're going to have sir. words. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the one thing that I'm still angry about is this is the 10 PM curfew. The 10 PM curfew oh, I yeah. think was, I think it was a bad idea when it started because it mm-hmm. forced everyone to have house parties. And now yeah. I think that now that you've said you're only allowed to go out with your household, I like to have beverages late at night. It's been like a, mm-hmm. it's a big, a big part of working in hospitality. I like going out for a beer after work. That's been taken away from me. Um, yeah. And if now the household thing and the mask mandate is in place, then does the 10 p.m. curfew still Makes have sense. to be there? Yeah. And like, or could we could we try and say like, okay, well, hey, the 10 p.m. curfew has has shrunk transmission and exposure events in restaurants down to the point where if, when you looked at the graph, when they released the numbers, uh, I think the week before last, mm-hmm. restaurants and bars accounted for like 3% of transmission. So it's like, okay, if that's, if, if it's working, if we're doing everything right, then reward us now. Say, you guys have done yeah. a great job. We're going to take it from 10. We're going to just push it till 11. We're going to give you one more hour and see how it goes. That would save like hundreds of businesses across the province mm-hmm. if, if they did that, just that one thing. Um, so I hope that Dr. Bonnie is paying attention to this right now. I hope she's listening right now. But I, think, but I also think she goes, I think she goes to bed really early and that's why yeah. she was like, you know, 10, 10 PM, I think is the, is the right time. Nobody yeah, needs like, to have a drink past 10. What kind of hooligan stays up till 10 PM anyway? <laughs> PM? Exactly. I didn't even know there was one of those. <laughs> There's two tens in the same day. <laughs> Anyhow, All right. also the new uh, Canucks jerseys are just terrible. Oh yeah, do you, yeah. I'm just gonna throw yeah, let's there. let's just jump. Uh, NHL released a bunch of uh, retro. I don't know. The, the NHL mer- merchandising machine had some lost ground to make up with uh, retro reverse. Retro reverse jerseys coming out. So every team released a fourth because most teams have a third jersey. This yeah. will be the yeah. fourth jersey. Uh, and they both I don't know had... if it replaces the third jersey for this one year, or if they're still going to have a third jersey as well as a fourth jersey. I have I no so. idea. Because the third, the Canucks third jersey yeah. is the the skate jersey, it's the right? Skate, yeah, which is, dope, which is a great jersey. Dope jersey, it, like it looks great. Uh, and then this one yeah. was uh, was uh, it, it paid uh, homage. Nice French word. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> To, uh, uh, I think, probably the least popular Canucks jersey of all time. Like, going going back to the West Coast Express, be, it was... Yeah, that's, I have the original somewhere. Like the the like gradient, I, I like the purple, the, gradient, the blue. Yeah, terrible. It was, like, it was a terrible jersey then. Uh, yeah. And the new one, the new one, I'll, I will say, the new one is a, a huge improvement on the old... Over that one. Maroon yeah. to blue 
like you know yeah whatever like there's a reason nobody had a gradient since the canucks did the gradient but i personally i like this they they should nickname it the sprite can because that's what everybody's gonna look like um Overall, I would say like not just the Canucks first jersey, but all the jerseys. I'm oh, exceptionally so happy them, with I mean, them. Uh, seen the, the Minnesota Wild doing the oh. uh, the North Stars throwback colors is that's amazing. good. Um, I, I'm not ever going to give Carolina any credit for doing uh, Hartford Whalers stuff. I just um, want a Whalers jersey, so I'm glad that they're it's releasing the best, it. It's the best jersey that the NHL has ever had. Um, yeah, but, no, exactly. uh, yeah, one hundred percent. The LA Kings with the purple and gold. Um, yeah, but the way, with the Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, Chevy symbol crest. Yeah, uh, is a great jersey. Uh, and then the Arizona, the Coyotes jersey is fantastic. They, there's oh, a lot yeah. of them that they just nailed absolutely out of the park. Anything Dude, that the Nordiques like, jersey. Oh yeah, sorry, and of course that's that sorry, that's tight. number one. Is the yeah. the Colorado Nordiques jersey is amazing it's just yeah. like like i would like it's very rare that i want to own other teams jerseys yeah exactly but this reverse retro actually makes me want to buy like four or five hockey jerseys of teams that i don't even necessarily like yeah exactly um, like i like i would like an, one of those arizona coyotes ones and i'm like i don't know like, I, I don't even I don't, know who i, I get imagine, on it <laughs> i wouldn't like i would never wear it yeah but like maybe like if i had like i don't know a one a a room that I could like frame jerseys and put them on the wall. Oh, that'd be tight. Then I would, then I would have all of the reverse retro jerseys. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I would start my collection. Personally, the Oilers Jersey was a huge fail because they just basically made another, the same like, jersey, the same jersey so they always have. The same as like the Detroit Red Wings, like the, the, the yeah. Red Wings and the Oilers was like, here's our Jersey. Yeah. And it's like, and the like, Islanders you're like, you missed the, out. The Islanders not going with the the Captain Highliner. Or whatever, oh yeah, like the the that fisherman guy. Yeah, was a, was a huge miss. Their version of Johnny Canuck. Yeah, basically. You um, can get like t-shirts and hats with the fisherman guy on it. The 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 like actual official, Islander official guy. Yeah, I think they're official. They yeah, because the uh, Islanders. Twitter account tweeted them, but it's hilarious because in order to get them, you have to go to the team store. You can't order them online. You have to phone the team store and be like, can you send these to this address? Right. Yeah. In we'd 2020. Like sell you, we'd like to sell you some things, but we'd like to make it as difficult as possible yeah. for you to give us your money. That's what I, it's my favorite thing. They yeah, they're like with the bay. To, yeah, uh, we're to yeah, too, exactly. yeah, we're yeah. too lazy to actually make the stuff, so we're just gonna make it so you don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, Canucks. Where like, here's the thing with the Canucks one is it's fine. Yeah, it's, at like, least they didn't put the word Canucks it back on right? it. I fucking and, like, hate that. Like they could have done so much. Or more. Vancouver. Sorry, there's lots. Of, there's lots of things that they could have done that would have mm-hmm. been worse. There's also lots of things they could have done that would have been better. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it being fine. I'm not like, I'm not mad about it. It's just like, I, I wish that they'd come out with something that I like, like I said, I would buy five or six of these reverse retro jerseys. Mm-hmm. If I had one of those rooms where I had jerseys and frames hanging on the walls. Yeah. Um, Imagine the, the skate Canucks, logo in the, Canucks, the current which colors. Is the, the only team that I actually, you know, have some sort of like emotional attachment to mm-hmm. is how is the team that I have an emotional attachment to not one of the six jerseys that I would buy? 
Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's, how I feel. That's where they failed. Being a fan those, of the Oilers. Yeah, I would buy yeah. six other teams ahead of the <laughs> they would have Fucking sold damn. a million Holtby jerseys if they were the like the skate logo, but blue and green. They should have no. They should have released uh, a special Holtby edition with a, a couple of turtles mating on the front. <laughs> right. yeah. Like they they got the Anaheim Duck, but it was a Ninja Turtle, and that should be the Holtby jersey. <laughs> Like yeah. jumping out I of the I fucking hate that Anaheim Ducks jersey. It Dude, is, that uh, thing that's is. Nice. It's just, it's, it's but gross. it's so, it's so it's bad gross. that it's good. It's, it's yeah. hilarious. It's, it's just like, wait, hilarious. what? That's the jersey? Like, it's Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, where do I recognize this? Uh, yeah. Darkwing, yeah. Darkwing Duck. And, uh, and what else? He was in another show too. Did you guys ever see the uh, Duck or Anaheim Mighty Ducks cartoon? I think it lasted like two or three seasons, but it was like, that was one of the characters from the actual cartoon. And I don't remember it, but they were just, it was like cartoon ducks who played hockey when hmm. that was back when Disney owned the team. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't feel like that's a show that I probably would have watched. I wonder but if it's streaming anywhere. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check Disney plus as soon as I'm finished. <laughs> now that I need something to do after 10 PM, that's, right, <laughs> that's what exactly. I'll do. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go make like a two hour pasta after this. I haven't well, had dinner go. yet, so I'm gonna. Are you yeah. are you going full on nutso and making the pasta from scratch? He's, like he's gonna go rolling it out, harvest uh, some grains, harvest and, grains. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna go into the <laughs> into the into my tiny apartment garden. Yeah, <laughs> with a pestle and mortar, just like crunching <laughs> <Yeah>. the wheat. <laughs> exactly. No, I bought, I bought, the, I bought the noodles, but I do, but yeah. I'll, make the, I'll make the sauce. It'll take a while. Oh, sauce from scratch is really good. I'm doing a, it's I'm doing a, carb, a carbonara for the first time ever. So I'll probably fuck it up and end up with like pasta and scrambled eggs, but I'm, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. I always find that even if you fuck up food, it still tastes good enough. Uh, I'm by myself. So it's yeah. like if I'm having pasta and scrambled eggs for dinner, I'm not sad. Yeah. The one thing about good about being a bad cook is you're not a picky eater. So (laughs) (laughs) by default. (laughs) All right. Yeah. All right, Don. Thanks. I think uh, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. Thanks Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. I'll be outraged with you two anytime. That was great. We will will definitely have you back. Uh, people want to, uh, to find you on the internet, uh, where can they oh, do that? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Falconer, uh, and I'm the same on Instagram. If you want to look at, uh, how terribly my pasta turns out tonight, cause it's pretty much just all pictures of the food I've created. Cause when you don't have anyone to anyone around to tell you how good it is, you rely on the internet. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it always looks, it doesn't matter how it tastes at that point. It just looks. No, like exactly. It, right? If I can make yeah. a pretty plate, then it's like, that's done i got a hundred likes on it i'm happy <laughs> all right don thanks a lot as always you can find me on the twitter machine at herder you can find me on the twitter machine at super you can find us uh, both on the twitter machine at outrage fact pod outrage fact pod we're also on yeah. facebook and uh head on over to patreon and uh send us some money if you like this episode we will make sure don sees zero percent of it yeah. absolutely uh, perfect <laughs> we will donate it to charity which yeah. is what i call my pockets <laughs> <laughs> and until next week stay angry